everyone, so uh, welcome to Void Conversation. So uh, my name is Isaiah Cheng and I'm the art director for Void Collective. And so what Void Conversations is, is that it's a fringe event running alongside our virtual exhibition online titled A Sense of Being Disjointed, Transient and Incomplete. So our exhibition, our online exhibition explores the everyday dissonance of what it means to be human in a world so fragmented and temporal. And you can check out our exhibition online at asob.uk that's asob.uk and coming back to what we do in board conversations is that we bring in artists who are curated as part of this online exhibition and we explore their art and their practice and how they respond to the core theme of the exhibition so today we have our for the, for the sixth edition of our of our podcast we have ruby burgess uh, whose work is whose work is touch and who are you to me so without further ado i'll hand the time over to them so yeah cool thanks isaiah thanks. so yeah as isaiah has so slickly introduced to it today we've got uh ruby on the call um mm-hmm. and two of your series there but mm-hmm. um it is touch isn't it that is that was in um our exhibition so I wonder if maybe yeah. we might want to start with that one and perhaps you could talk about, um, you know, where that started for you and like a bit about the process. Yeah. Um, so I've always, I mean, like my photography is very much based around like the world around us and relationships and people and the experiences we go through. And I've just got like, wanted to show relationships that people have, like not only with their partners, but like with friends, family, but I wanted to do it in a very fragmented way because I just wanted to show the side that no one else sees. So it was about the touches that you have with people you're close with that make you feel close with them. Like if you don't know someone, you're not going to like hold their hand, but how doing those sort of things basically makes you feel more comfortable with that person. Sure. But then I also did it in a way that could, in perspective, it could like look a bit odd and it's just meant to be taken out of context to, just show all the relationships we have with various people. Yeah, okay. And so I guess it's like, um, to me, I kind of read it as like a sort of meditation almost on intimacy, isn't it? Oh, well, I don't, yeah. I don't want to say, I don't want to put words no, in the no, mouth about it, sense. but that's, I, that's sort of partly how I kind of understood it. And so like conceptually, is that, um, did, 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 did that change much for you as you were working on it? Um, did, you, did you start in the way that you sort of finished with the concept, do you think? I think, basically just wanting to look at relationships like you know your partner but then I just kind of realized that it it doesn't just stop there like you can share like the same intimacy you have with your partner like of hand holding and like back rubs like with your friends and then I extended that to looking at family like I've got an image with a mother and daughter and it's just yeah it kind of evolved to looking at every single relationship instead of just focusing on one and like the intimacy you have with different people and how it can look different to you and yeah sure sure and and i i'm i'm curious to hear actually about the um like the the process of shooting it i wonder was that was there an element of intimacy to that you know just to the like way that you made it do you think yeah like certainly with some images i think the first shoot i did was with my boyfriend and it was just like having his own hands kind of like I would like figure out a way like how I would 
hold him or he would hold me and then I I mean he used his own hand for it because I needed to have my hands on the camera mm-hmm. but it was like it was it was short in my bedroom so it was like close and personal and then especially with my best friend and her mum that was kind of just looking at them from an outside perspective on how they were with each other and then figuring out what they do and then kind of kind of and to recreate that so I think I was just kind of observing people and then using what they did and then recreating it so it kind of it did feel natural although it was staged but like it was like a natural thing for them to do because they've done it before so that's mm. what I think really. mm. so so would you say that you felt like quite intimate between like the camera and the people that you're photographing because I think it's quite easy to feel quite distanced with a camera and suddenly like people are like performing for the camera I guess I suppose like the process of making that work how did the come a part of that relationship I think I think it was yeah it was almost like I was just observing them like they were people were performing but because it just came into so naturally like the camera obviously mm. it was a big medium format camera so it wasn't like slight it was there mm. but it didn't feel weird to have it there mm. because of the situation like it was always in a situation where they were in a place they were comfortable so it just kind of fell into a place really yeah yeah like while it was present it wasn't like overbearing it wasn't like stopping people behaving in a natural yeah. way yeah yeah no not at all it was really interesting to watch people not feel weird in front of the camera for like once mm. that was that they were used to that they would usually do mm. yeah it must mm. i'd imagine it must be quite an intense um dynamic at first isn't it i think it's it, it can be really interesting when you're shooting to kind of reflect on how that changes as you spend mm-hmm. time with the subject doesn't it yeah because I, I think i shot um my boyfriend's friend and his girlfriend and we were in his room and it was just really interesting to uh, like I, I know them but i don't know them that well it's so, like observe them as a couple that I wouldn't like the side I wouldn't usually see mm-hmm. it was yeah it was very it was really interesting to do and then just take every single touch like out of context so you, you kind of have to figure out for yourself what that relationship could be for that person mm. I think so, yeah definitely like, one of the money. most interesting things is that like, you're really like isolating the hand and I think it's quite interesting how they interact with like textures around them. I think there's one which is kind of like a a woven blanket and how the textures between like relationships, obviously, and then like um, objects and kind of materials, how they interact. Like how, I suppose, like how did like the materials also come into those relationships and those imagery? Well, for that one, that was a jumper I'd knitted. So like, obviously like a lot of my own like, passion has gone into it and it's you know it's soft mm. and it was kind of just creating more of that soft aesthetic I think that I mm. wanted because it you know it's delicate on the skin because it's knitted and then so is the hand as well so it just feels very soft <laughs> yeah yeah and I think another thing like I kind of coming off that point um I know like in in some of the writing that you've done in your work you've spoken about like renaissance hands yeah it kind of mirrors that kind of like the the fabric and that texture obviously there's like very beautiful like dresses or like drapery and then Mm. these hands and maybe you want to kind of build on that a bit more what that means to you yeah I just felt what I found so interesting with the renaissance 
like and how hands signify so much mm. like I think I found that really interesting like how in painting you know there's always a meaning behind each hand gesture and I think that was what I was trying to do because I was showing like you know we use our hands all the time and it's a way of you know you extend out your hand to someone you trust and it was kind of my way of putting that in a picture and showing how we use our hands to show we're comfortable with someone mm. and you use them differently depending on the relationship you have with that person I, I was yeah. going to ask. I was just about to ask actually um, about how um, you, you you spoke there about the deliberation or like how you are deliberately abstracting these compositions by in the way that you're cropping mm. and and sort of focusing on the subject. Is that so? Is that partly to emphasize um, the hand and its significance? Then, then is there more, is there anything yeah. else to it? It was also kind of to take context out of it, so not like put like say like this is what this is about this is about this relationship it was kind of so people could look at it and kind of because it's quite yeah it zoomed in especially on the hands and be like oh that, that's you know I recognize that from this situation in my life because I like I like people putting their own stories into my work so I want it to be like you know so they can look at it and relate their own experiences to them instead of just having like because all the pictures were wider just having like a couple hold hands or this like zoom in on that so people can try figure out more for themselves what the relationship could be and what it means to them sure yeah yeah and i i guess uh, sorry Maddie, I, I don't know if you had anything else to mention that i was gonna um, before i go off on a tangent oh okay yeah maybe one more yeah. thing then um more of a comment i'd say um mm -hmm. to kind of follow on from what you're saying but you can definitely feel like the kind of tenderness and the like delicacy of these hands like there there is like a, a genuine likeness I guess to the to the hands and then obviously there's like the symbolism that comes into it I think in one there's like a ring but I feel like because it's so genuine it's so delicate and it's so tender you can like feel it's there you can like kind of kind of put it into your own experiences and what you feel in this kind of hand holding in these gestures but um, mm -hmm. I don't know if you want to add on to that but if yeah, not Jasper no, can <laughs> no I get what you mean I think that's I didn't want to I mean some of the situations are staged with people that wouldn't usually be doing that but I found mm. the images that came out the best were the ones where they were they actually had like genuine connection mm. Mm. like and I don't think it becomes more obvious because like I said people who are comfortable with each other in that relationship will actually hold hands or touch each other in that way instead of like being forced to so it's quite like obvious mm. and I think that's quite important to make it quite genuine Mm, definitely definitely it's yeah it's really interesting how you you speak there about kind of deliberately leaving a bit of space for the viewer to interpret your work um subjectively i think that's that's, mm. that's kind of um a a maybe that's just sort of how how you intuitively it felt right to you um but i think mm. it's it's an interesting approach to kind of be quite like conscious of how a photo you know might be read rather than being really prescriptive about it does that make sense yeah yeah, no, that makes sense. I'm quite like that with all my work. Like the project before that, that I did in first term, I like, I wanted it to there to be hints of what it could be about, but I want people to try and understand it for themselves. Mm. And I think that's quite like how I want it to be. I don't want it because like I find the images I'm most interested in. So I have to look at them to figure them out a bit more instead of like, bam, here's a pot of flowers and it's about pot of flowers, you know? 
Mm. And specifically the relationship, because that's something that we've all experienced and we can all put our own experiences onto the photograph. And I, I, yeah, that's very much what you're talking about. And yeah. I feel like too much, too much restriction stops you from really connecting with the image. So like to leave that space allows the viewer to really connect, to really like put who they are into the image while you're also putting something out there to the viewer. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And, and maybe, maybe this is me interpreting it um subjectively and and perhaps has uh, not much to do with as, as you've intended like with the series but i i find like um you know it's been really interesting to speak to all the people we have done in this series mm. um, and know that like each person's work is underpinned by this like sense of being mm. um, theme and yeah. to kind of like and as, and especially like in you know the covid covid era to interpret mm -hmm. through that kind of lens as well and and i think like intimacy is such a um you know is is now like has really been redefined hasn't it by everyone mm. um everyone being kind of like shut at home it's like an era of elevated like loneliness and you know so phys physical intimacy i think i wonder if i wonder if you look at the work differently now um like, yeah i don't know it's odd because it's all to do with hands and now we're not we're not meant to be touching hands yeah, or, exactly. you know, you're not, you're not meant to shake anyone's hand. Yeah. And so it is weird looking at it now because I'm like, God, we, I couldn't like, I couldn't do that now. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of and a whole it's just weird how, it? how much has changed. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. And that like, simple experience of like to hold someone or to be held and have that human physical like connection is, is so like, not necessarily lost right now, but it's like, pushed aside like we we can't do that because of coronavirus and it's interesting to see like these very genuine relationships and I suppose in a way do become redefined but also yeah. the, the work still stays with your intention of what you wanted to do with the work but it is interesting to kind of feel like, like we are distanced from relationships there's like that physical touch but it's still so like it's still such a big part of who we are as like people and as humans. hundred yeah. percent. Like I think I was re-looking over them and the ones where people are holding hands also, I was like, oh, I miss holding my boyfriend's hand. Like, mm. you know, you look at it and you go like, oh, I miss this. I can't do this anymore. Look back at it in a more kind of, God, we can't do that. It's odd. Yeah, but, yeah I guess that's the great thing also, about like... Yeah thinking about photography isn't it and and how you can how a photo can be completely redefined like once time has passed a bit mm -hmm. and, and yeah and it's just weird how quickly it was redefined you know like it's just yeah. changed so suddenly uh, when when did you make this um project by the way um between january and march i think yeah yeah january oh, okay. and march oh, so just it was before literally like just before yeah, like right like on the edge. Just, I think I developed film, yeah. like some pictures a couple of days before I had to go back home for lockdown. Oh right, okay, okay, mm. super, super like to do, and and kind of like as an extension of that, I was I was going to talk about how, independently of of COVID, um, it's kind of interesting to think about how, um, I don't know if it's our generation or, or perhaps the one slightly younger than us is statistically the least like physically intimate generation um, of all the ones hmm. that have come before it. And so, so maybe like a kind of another interesting dimension to it is, um, is like the significance of that and, and, and thinking carefully about like 
what physical intimacy is and 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 how sort of in an online world um that's kind of affected mm-hmm. um yeah i don't know if you have um maybe, maybe i'm kind of bringing up slightly tenuous t- topics that you might no 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 that's, in, that's in, i didn't realize we were the least yeah like, like, like the series you know the series sex education mm, uh, yeah that i think that was like made with that with that in mind i think like that that's fact okay mm. i can definitely it. like see these kind of like like we're all having sort of relationships over the phone like over facetime like our generation yeah. is suddenly we're not all you know we have to be in the same room to have a relationship now we can have it from the other side of the country all in the confines of a bedroom over a tablet so it definitely mm-hmm. is like redefining what it means to be in a relationship and intimate and yeah and like and the very... significance of a hug like I think we've all mm. kind of been locked down like god I just want to hug my nan or my friend mm. or so I think we will take it like we will be more affectionate when obviously we're allowed to be I think it will yeah. mean a lot more to all of us because we haven't been able to mm. it's like when you get something taken away from you and you don't get that choice anymore yeah. suddenly you realize how important that is yeah there's almost an element of kind of poignancy now isn't there of kind of what it mm. was um, mm-hmm. but yeah yeah it's interesting and so um so perhaps from there um your your other like project that you've produced um since is called um who are you to me yeah mm-hmm. um and so yeah so maybe maybe uh, if you wouldn't mind like outlining that a bit and then um i i noticed like some some really interesting things that sort of are present in both works um so yeah, yeah but yeah so so for people who so I, might not know if you wouldn't mind. Yeah, yeah so um i realized in lockdown i couldn't continue the project the way I wanted to because I shoot very much on film and I don't didn't think I could create many more images with just my mum dad and sister so I was like instead of trying to force this to go away that it, I just know it won't work like let's do something a bit different and um my grandma passed away last October and we have like boxes upon boxes of all her photographic like archives so I just kind of went downstairs and went through all of them. I was like, these are it's just beautiful images. Like, obviously, they're quite, you know, it's the ordinary. It is the, the mundane, yeah. probably to them in their time. But because the time is so different, you look. I'm looking at them like this. He looks like another planet. It's just so odd. Mm. And I just kind of realized maybe this is a way of exploring my relationship with her and the relationship I have with her now now that she's passed and she loved photography and I kind of thought it was quite a interesting way of dealing with her death and creating something new from these archives that would otherwise just be fitting in a box and so I decided to just um physical things like around me that were reminded me of her and kind of put them into the image almost like putting myself into the images to form a new relationship and create a new image that kind of explained how I felt about her now. Yeah, sure, yeah. sure. And and was was so was that a um a kind of uh, I don't know what the right word is like a, a sort of 
did, did you find it kind of like a restorative process did it was you know like emotionally like um yeah no, definitely yeah I think it is a, it kind of is a bit like phototherapy because you're kind of having you're forcing That's yourself what, to go through all this tips. yeah That's what I was looking for <laughs> <laughs> it's okay <laughs> So yeah, it was definitely helpful in helping me process. Even it's not been that much longer, so it's kind of I'm mean, not really. I had like I'm not thought out that much. It was a really interesting way of, like a different way of kind of figuring out how I feel about it. Sure, sure. Yeah, no, that's yeah. that's that's really interesting to hear. And and I suppose um, where I where I thought. Um, it was interesting to kind of think about the overlap in, in the two series that you've made. Um, is like, again, this, this idea of sort of the digital age, the digital era and like physicality. And, and in this series, you're working like very tangibly, aren't you? Um, mm -hmm. may, may, maybe you'd, you'd like to talk a bit about the process. I, I don't know how tangible that was, you know, overlaying, using archive imagery and how you imposed what was there. Um, I used my iPad, I got Procreate. So I kind of, scan all the images in so i had them digitally and then just kind of make collages on an ipad which is kind of weird because you're turning these archives that are just you know physical things into digital images but i mean that's kind of me modernizing them and making them more my own than just what they you know her images mm -hmm. mm. it's kind of like recontextualizing it into your kind of modern life and your everyday very yeah. much from like your like as you say like who who she is to you this kind of like recontextualizing it into your perspective but while keeping kind of her her life and her perspective there yeah exactly just kind of adding my own insight into it because obviously i'm not in mm. any of the images because i wasn't alive so it's like putting my little things in that's like parts of me into it mm. it's a really fascinating way to um to 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 like relate isn't it to um a, like an era that you weren't in yeah um no, definitely. You, there's obviously that series of um um that i believe you you referenced of the uh, i can't remember the name of the woman that made it but you know the one who superimposed herself into those yeah. images so yeah. as, as a way of kind of um well, yours is a, is a sort of almost evolution of mm. um Actually, yeah, maybe, maybe it would be helpful to mention the name if anyone can remember it. I, I can't. I, I should, but I can't. Um, I should as well, but I can't. Um, this, this woman who took archival images um, for, the, for the audience, the, the, this woman who took archival images of her when she was a child and imposed mm -hmm. her adult self. Um, into, I know exactly the work you're talking about. So, so yeah, I'm going to get my critical review up. I can find it. Yeah, I'll see if I can find um, it. It's called, it's called, it's called Imagine Seeing Me. Shino Otsuka is the person. Yeah. Cool. Um, so, uh, yeah. yeah, so, so it's a really interesting way, I think, to, um, you know, to, to kind of like build on that, isn't it? And, and interpret it personally. Um, you know, rather yeah. than just imposing yourself. So is that so? In terms of like how you arrived at that at that decision to like make it quite um, te textural, almost textural with those patterns. Um, what what was that mm -hmm. kind of creative process like for you? 
I started with me taking pictures of flowers in nature because that's she knew the name of every single flower and just loved nature and plants and everything so it started with me kind of using the outside world and what I still see her in and then when I was looking through her images I like started finding more like physical things like her old walker trolley so like some of the images that are in there are patterns on her old walker trolley and also on old notebooks she used to have and just different patterns from different things I kept finding so it kind of they kept like evolving onwards from my starting point I was like so what does remind me of her to like be like this and then this and then oh and then realizing oh this also does as well so it was it was an interesting process sure yeah Maddie I don't, I don't know if you had um anything to like I, 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 before I again I, I worry that I kind of like go off on these I was gonna no go on sorry <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, I think it's quite interesting how you're like almost using like the language of like nature and the landscape like where maybe you see you you obviously see her in the landscape and kind of using that landscape mm -hmm. to make up her and I think one of the most interesting things I kind of felt I think someone mentioned like an evolution of that photograph and this person yeah. and when she's photographed she she in that image that is her past and you're almost cre creating like a, a near present to what she was when you knew her at the end of her life mm -hmm. I just I think that's very interesting this like kind of evolution of her in her life and what yeah. she became against what was I don't know if you really mm -hmm. want to build on that yeah no I, I get what you mean I think it's also your you associate your grandma or like nan or granddad with being old in this Mm. like they've got their own old person and you can't even imagine them being young so mm. it's really interesting to then like realize they had another part of their life that we just didn't even know about mm. so it I found it really interesting just getting to know her even more even though she's not here but I found like I felt like I was because I was able to see what she looked like when she was younger and all the hobbies she had and mm. the wedding she went to and it's just I think yeah, I get what you mean. It's like an evolution because I get to see what she was and then bring it into the present. And also know what she is to you. Yeah, exactly. And I think yeah. it, it's very interesting, like this sort of returning to the family album, to the to the photo mm. album, where like we, as we've kind of been saying, our generation is so like caught up in our phones and the digital age and we're all sort of flicking past content. And it's like this kind of meticulous process of returning to these images and kind of delving into these worlds that you've you've never been to before that you've never experienced yeah. and yeah I mean it is quite a generational divide with the family album because for us we can't mm -hmm. really experience that kind of like except in I suppose in like an aesthetic kind of way of creating a family album or a photo album because that's the way that you mm -hmm. archive images I just really think it's like working with this archive, returning to pictures of a younger of a younger person of your grandmother. It's very interesting. I don't know yeah. if you want to build on what drew you to the archive, to the family album, or I just I love physical images so much, and I just found it really interesting. Like some of the images were like tiny, and I just kind of. I think I found like a little collection of ones that were really small and it's just interesting looking at how negatives were 
printed back then. Like if you took photos on this camera, then the negatives were going to be printed in that certain way. And then I was just so fascinated by the old techniques because I'm so drawn to film because I just think it creates an aesthetic that you, you just can't achieve digitally. Mm. The fact that you have that one copy of the image and that's all. You don't have a phone where you can, you know, share it to everyone. You have like that one photo. And I just, it's like, it's so, I mean, it makes the image so much more precious because it's just so, so special. Mm. Yeah. So, something that Maddie and I um, were speaking about the other day was that, um, it's kind of a semi-fact this really another one is that like our generation was sort of the last to have um at least some of our baby photos taken on like disposable cameras and not mobile phones yeah Mm, Um, yeah and and it's kind of like an interesting sort of point of departure really to think about isn't it about that generational divide that maddie was just talking about um yeah how how different it is you know now than to what it was then Mm -hmm. and how and how photography can kind of like record that isn't it yeah I quite like that though I think you know I when I if I you know when I have kids or something I think that's what I want to create an album I don't want to just have the photos on my phone so I think it instead of just scrolling and scrolling you have like a physical copy that you kind of have to look at you can't just endlessly like look through all these photos like you pick the ones you like and then you have like a a, like an object to hold and it just mm. I think it just makes them mean more because you form more of a connection to it than just looking mm. at it on the screen which I and really... it's like this novelty of looking through a photo album I mean I'm sure everyone has looked at their like photo albums of them as children and I mean yeah. as, as Jasper was kind of saying like for me I get to a certain age and I'm no longer in it not because like you know my brother has so many more years in it because he's older than me but it's not because my mom just couldn't be bothered anymore it's because like digital photography came in and it kind of took over and this kind of photo album that people were making it just didn't really matter anymore and so like I think she has several albums which are just halfway and then suddenly (laughs) the rest of it's empty which is kind of a weird kind of thing in itself but I think it is that kind of I guess novelty, I don't know if that's the right word, of like looking through a photo album. You Like in my photo albums, there's like dates and like descriptions about what this image is Mm -hmm. from. And yeah, as you Mm -hmm. say, it's like looking, you have to look at the image, whereas it's so easy to just scroll past something and not really experience the photograph, I think. Like I think one of the albums I found was just full of these old Polaroids. And on the back of every Polaroid was the date to where it was. So it's like Barbara's backyard, holiday mm. in Cornwall or something. And I just, I just love that because it's just, mm. I find it just a lot more interesting. It's a really specific my, language in like a, uh, yeah. in a photo album because yeah, you have like so-and-so's first birthday and then you'll have one which is like the time Maddie decided to throw spaghetti bolognese over her head, you know? So there's a really weird, like, language in photo albums, which I yeah. think is really interesting. Yeah, definitely. And and, and I wonder how um, it's, it's, it's almost impossible to, like, quantify, I guess, but how those social situations that um, these images you're working with were recording mm-hmm. um, are sort of affected now by the fact that, like, at a party, um, you're, you know a, a picture gets taken and like everyone wants to see it immediately and if it's not good enough you take another one and mm, the, photo, yeah. the act of taking a photo is suddenly a thing whereas before it was sort of you were just recording what was already there wasn't it 
So it's kind of interesting, again, on that generational note, maybe to think about like the way that the, the people in your family archives like respond to, to being subject to an image. Yeah. I guess like they're less, um, well, I suppose, you know, in a lot of subjects, they kind of are kind of like blanked out. So, so only, only, you know, like what the people behind are like, but it's kind of, but it's such a stark difference, isn't it? Um, how once they were, what, you know, what once it was, um, it was like a real occasion to have mm -hmm. a picture taken mm -hmm. and now it's just, uh, sort of ubiquitous, isn't it? It's everywhere. Yeah. Mm. Everywhere. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah it's like curating the photo while it's being taken in a way i think that's kind of what you're you're saying is that mm. where, where with the photo album obviously you're a, it's a curated album like you choose out of the images you get back from the developer like or boots or whatever and you create what images mm. go in but i find in like photo albums you find a lot more images that feel more candid or i mean there's ones of me actually there's a lot of photographs of me crying as a child in my photo albums um yeah. but things like that i feel like phone you're like oh, i don't want that i'll delete it or is that you're yeah. creating while you're making the photographs i feel like that's an interesting kind of conversation in itself that kind of yeah. that occasion yeah it really is that occasion to take a photograph and now today is that kind of that it's just at our fingertips we can do whatever we want with a photograph mm -hmm. yeah for sure actually i want no definitely i wonder ruby if you feel i presume that um these these were submitted like digitally and I wonder if you feel like at all you were robbed of being able to curate them and like mm -hmm. you know arrange them by size when when that's seems to be like pretty relevant doesn't it yeah I think if I had the option I would want to but then I think then I would if I had the option to have them in physically I think the whole process would have been different because then I think I would have imagined and then printed it out and then maybe cut it out myself and make it a much more physical process mm. Italy because because then you're actually having to work with the images mm -hmm. so we had to hand them in digitally I was like I'll just do it all on but I, I think they still come out I don't feel like I've the fact like that they're archives like I think which I'm happy with because I didn't want to over modernize them because that wasn't the point yeah, no, that's, yeah, that's interesting. I actually haven't thought about what I would have done with them if we could hand in physically. No, I definitely yeah. feel like you're you're reinterpreting these images into a current like kind of context, into yeah. but not, without losing that essence of like an archive. And I guess like, yeah, I suppose like kind of coming off that point, like how would you present these images? Obviously, with knowledge of like. They're, they're originating in a photo album of many different sizes like how would you like to show images to other people would it be like in a book a gallery space or how big would the prints yeah. be different sizes yeah <laughs> I think it would probably be in a family album because that's the way I found them and that's the way I want people to see them and I'd probably print them out this size that the actual photo that I found is so ones that are really small I'd print the colleges out that small Mm. and put them on a page in the location where I found them so people can really understand the image and where like the origin originality of it so. <laughs> um just instead of just seeing all these images in one size I'd really want to show who are and how you just 
like mm. you'd never go to Boots and say hi can I get a picture of about this big like mm. interesting mm. I think like another thing you sort of you, you you quote actually in some of your writing is this conversations between generations which I think is how you pronounce it is from Bredo uh 2020 and I feel like your yeah. work is very much that kind of this project is that conversation between those generations like we're we're yeah. speaking about this generational divide and you have this image of like that you are recontextualizing in today but it is still so grounded in the past yeah. and in that kind of archive I don't know if you kind of want to build on this kind of aspect of conversations between generations I think it was just like a way of putting myself into another generation so I was like using my own experiences with my grandma and putting them into these other people's experiences of my grandma like how with her mother and how her holding hands with her mum going down the street and then I put myself into it so it is such a because that's three generations that you know me my grandma and her mother and I think it does allow you to look at these pictures and then I can go to my mum be talk to her about these pictures and who are they and who's this and do you know where this is and then if she can't remember someone she's messaging her aunt or her uncle and it does create this conversation because you're trying to about these people that are no longer here mm. to you know your whole family and I think it's really interesting because then my sister was also looking at them and we were like oh I can't believe she looked like this and she did dance class and it, yeah it's really it's an interesting thing to talk about with your family I find yeah I think very yeah. much like it's it, I mean it's again like quite pertinent for this generational divide that it's almost like pride in the archive I think especially for my family yeah. that like you when the archive comes out it is this huge conversation and everyone yeah. is looking at these images of all sizes and I feel like it's kind of being lost so it's interesting like you kind of returning to this archive and mm -hmm. like, modern day work where we aren't really building archives anymore in the in the same way because it's all on our yeah. camera or, or it's all in the cloud or what is that <laughs> it's not really an archive is it no, in the kind of traditional sense yeah yeah no it's not unknowingly our our archive today is not just of like family birthday parties and stuff but of everything we we do and think but maybe maybe that's a different conversation i know yeah, yeah. yeah it really is <laughs> um, it's because oh, i just sunset's pretty yeah because you think like oh, obviously literally Ooh. like we think our parents come to us with these albums like this was me when i was younger like we're gonna give our kids an iphone and be like this is me when i was younger and it's everything yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. literally. Screenshots with an enemy, and you're there like, who's this? And it's just like everything they probably don't yeah. need to know. Or something like, I this is what I had for breakfast twenty years ago. Mm, you know? yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I guess both um, both the series of yours that we talked about they really have been have been kind of like influenced um, by the pandemic. I guess whose, whose life has not been influenced by the pandemic. Um, cut short perhaps and, and the other you know the one we've just been talking about has come about because of that mm -hmm. and I, I wonder when as life becomes a bit more normal again um what's what's like on the cards um for you do you plan to kind of continue any of these series or um, um yeah, what's next? I don't think I'll continue either of them I feel I feel like although the first one was cut very short I still feel quite finished with it because mm. I although they look very different 
one was inspired by the other like all my um collages from uh who are you to me has got like all the hands are still there like i kind of erase everything but the hands because the hands are like signifying my relationship with my grandma in the image and then her relationship with the people in the image like that's what the hands are left to do i finished with both of them mm -hmm. and Sure. No, I mean, I guess, I guess what's, um, it can be difficult to tell before you've made the work, but I, th I always yeah. think it's fascinating to look at a photographer's portfolio or any artist and see how, you know, like there will always be things that naturally link the projects, mm. like, yeah. no matter how, no, like, yeah, no matter how, how like disparate, um, and tenuous the topics are, mm. um, yeah. there are like these kind of subtle parts of yourself that kind of tie it all together, aren't there? Mm. I mean I definitely feel like both of your 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 projects that we've spoken about are kind they do relate to each other in, quite heavily like I mean obviously the core kind of concept of relationships and then you're mm -hmm. speaking about the hands and this kind of intimacy between people and how we see each other and this like kind of observation between like recontextualizing it into what you want to see and so I feel like I can understand how it maybe feels quite like resolved because in a way they're kind of yeah. resolving each other in a way, I suppose, or maybe that's kind of yeah. pushing it a bit too far, but. Yeah, they do overlap. Well, I, I think it, I think also the, my one about my grandma feels quite resolved because obviously in lockdown, it opened up so many conversations for me and my family to have about how we feel about her death because of, it happened in October we just life goes on and I had uni work to do hand-ins my mum was working my sister had A-levels coming up so it was quite nice for us to just be able to stop and I mm. feel that that project really helped so I feel yeah I feel yeah. quite finished with that one in a, in a good way mm. you know it helps yeah just have the conversations we needed and go mm. through it all almost like in a way like lockdown has been kind of like a blessing because you it's allowed you to kind of stop life has slowed down yeah. allowed you to kind of resolve how you're feeling like underneath and to grieve properly yeah definitely mm. it's really cool to hear about that Ruby thanks for being um mm. like okay. so articulate about it all um so, <laughs> so um it's not over yet. I'm, I'm gonna ask you can't leave <laughs> yet. Um, please don't leave. Our first question from Ben Piper. So, um, so he asks, how would you see your work developing in the future? Do you see a progression into different emotions and feelings? Also different mediums within your works, such as physical collages and prints. So that's for you, Ruby. Um, I don't think as much as I like collaging, I don't think much because I do just quite like having a single image. And I quite, I've got ideas for what I want to do in the future or relating. I think everything I do relates to people, like experiences that people have in their life. Mm -hmm. So I will definitely, I, like I did for Nexus, to explore different emotions and instances that people go through. And I think, yeah, but just to keep exploring people's lives and journeys and what they go through and what they do mm -hmm. and showing it in a different way like a way people not quite seen it before like they hear about it they read about it but then they can see it in a different way that's my aim cool 
Alright, um, next question is from Malcolm. So he says that I notice that you have left out their hands in your series in Who Are You To Me, which in a way does mm-hmm. link to the hands in your previous project in touch. So I'm just wondering if there was a reason for leaving the hands out in those images. Yeah, so the hands were kind of like a symbol of my relationship with the image. Like, you know, I, like a lot of them, it's almost like me holding hands with the image. It's, it, I know it didn't really look like that. I think it was just in there for me because experiencing a relationship with these people that I don't know. And that was a symbol for it, basically. Mm-hmm. Which kind of led on from my last projects about how hands and touch mean so much. Cool. All right. Um, now we have our last question from from Dinu. So, so it's like it's kind of like a two part question. So I'll, I'll read the first part first. Okay. So, um, okay. He asks, uh, "Do hand gestures express accurately what we want to say with words? Does it do a better job than words?" So that's the first part. I personally think they do. I think if someone's upset. And you can't quite relate to the situation. I think just even putting your hand on someone's back can mean more than anything you could ever say. And so when someone's nervous or like scared or they need it, I, just, I think they convey something that words can't. Convey things that like human contact can't. But I just think it it means more mm-hmm. when you don't know what to say or there is nothing to say. And it just, mm-hmm. yeah, I think it's, I think, it's special and interesting. So. Yeah, I guess touch is one of those like those sort of like um universal languages in the entire yeah. world, isn't it? Yeah, alright. So the next yeah. next part in the news question he asked, um, do they relate in terms of senses? For example, smell for the floral collages and obviously touch for the hand series. does that mean that we might see you working with sound next? Uh, I've actually always been quite interested by sound because I went to a exhibition in Bud- uh, yeah, Budapest and for each image you had to listen to a song while I was looking at it and I found that a really interesting concept because you're then even more immersed into those stories. So I think, I mean, it's definitely something to explore. I just, I don't know how I would approach it, but yeah, maybe. Let's see. Really interesting thought. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cool. If um, Maddie mm. and Jess, would you have anything else for for Ruby? No, I think I think um, we've been we've been pretty comprehensive. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. So. Cool. Alright. Yeah. Everyone watching on live, thank you for joining us again for our sixth edition of Void Conversations. Thank you. So thank you, Ruby, for coming on to our call. Thank you, you guys for having me. Yeah, thanks so much, Ruby. Yeah, you were good. <laughs>